Welcome to the Sales, Business, and Leadership Lab podcast, where we explore a variety of topics with incredible guests, all aimed at helping professionals to achieve maximum success. Let's go. All right, all right. We are here again, like we said, part two with George. Like I said, I've been accused of being long-winded, and I wanted to spend more time here with George. So this is part two of the podcast. We're talking about building a brand, focused marketing, lead generation with digital guidance, Yes, which is George Tassifoni. George, just move the microphone a little bit closer so that our guests can actually hear you. Yes. All right. And that is getdigitalguidance.com. Getdigitalguidance.com. Love it. Speaking about that, um, we're talking about – we were just talking in the last podcast, part one – about the mistakes that business owners make. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't heard that podcast, go back. Mistakes business owners make in their business when it comes to marketing, social media, having a message. Mm-hmm. Um, let's keep going with that. When it comes to building a brand, building a brand, you see McDonald's, recognizable, boom, the logo, the hamburger, right? The French fries, right? You see big brands and it's immediate. What they do and 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 immediate, you know, in, in the memory of the client of the customer, how important is building a brand when it comes to your business? So it's the golden arches, mm-hmm. which is the brand, right? It's the swoosh, yeah. That's the Nike, the representation of that, right? Those organizations and companies have hundreds of millions of dollars to build that over years and years and years. So how do you get in and build your personal brand? Yeah, I, I mean, if you can build it to the point where it's like a, you know, a Golden Arches or a swoosh or like a, a Starbucks logo, right? Yeah, you know, that's that's awesome, right? That but that comes with growth and expansion, right? That doesn't come necessarily with your market, right? So if Got you're it. a small business owner, I I always say this to people: I'm like, you need to be the foremost authority in your space. Okay, locally. Locally, got it right. Um, it doesn't. You don't have to. I mean, if you're if you're working in Orlando and you don't do a lot of business in Tampa, you don't need to be that guy in Tampa, mm-hmm. right? Um, my first uh, before we were market loyal uh, as my consultancy, I had local online guy, right? The reason why that was was because every time I used to go in to see clients at Reach Local, basically they were they would say. Hey, the local online guys here. Nice. Yeah. So was I building a brand? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was 100%. building. So what did I do? And, and this was before, like, all, all we were doing a lot of, like, podcasts and yeah. blah. Like, I was literally, like, local online guy um, online. If you and, think of, if you think of, let's say, for example, the attorneys in Florida, mm-hmm. you think off the bat, Dan Newland. Right. Right? Because that's a one that's going, on, he going was a out. Cli- he was a client. Oh, yeah? yeah. Very cool. Yeah. And Way his name is everywhere. Yeah. Right. You think of Morgan to Morgan, right? Mm-hmm. For the people, right? There's these big brands out there um, that are establishing themselves. Should a business owner feel bad if they don't have any brand recognition at all? Um, so there can only be so many recognizable brands, right? Um, and usually, the way that recognizable brands are happening is they're delivering a medium that. Uh, is is like a billboard or a video saturation Sat- saturation right and they're sticking to their brand right um i tell all our clients too like do you have a brand guide? do you have brand guidelines 
right? If you don't have brand guidelines, meaning like what we need to stick to, we need to establish those. Yeah. Because what will happen as a small business owner or an entrepreneur is we'll just be like, tweak this, tweak that, tweak this. And and what what I think what you're talking about here is like Canva's great, mm-hmm. right? And these online you know applications that make marketing for you is great. But you want to stay consistent in the colors, in the guidelines of that brand. Yeah. My logo is black and red and gray, and it will always be black and red and gray. It will always be the exact same logo, and the background's always going to be a gray background, whatever. And and the fonts are going to be always this font. Mm-hmm. That When I throw that out there, the UFC, mm-hmm. that UFC logo, I see it yeah. with the fighter, but the UFC logo is there. UFC, big in the letters. It's a recognizable brand, blah, blah, blah. doesn't matter, you know, what's happening that month. The letters are always white or the letters are always black and you're seeing that. Yeah. And I think as a new business, when you're all making these templates, make the templates to match your brand colors and your brand guidelines. Yeah. I, I'll tell you what, Canvas, Canva is the best $12 I spend every month, right? Yeah. Just being able to, because it does keep you on brand because it yep. allows you to establish that like right right in there when you're doing it. Um, and uh, your your brand is, it, it'll evolve, right? So if you go back and, and you can even do a search right online and say, show me the logos, show me every logo of McDonald's since inception, right? Or show me the, you know, and you'll yeah. see they change over time. Pepsi just changed theirs. Pepsi just, Pepsi's always been changing. Yeah. I mean, it's like they get like all kind of tweak happy on it. Yeah. But they stay consistent, right? They stay consistent with their colors and kind of their yeah. font and kind of yeah. the way they do things. They don't just go off the rails and, and, and do something that's not somewhat close to their brand. So that's what I mean. Like you can tweak things. Yeah. Like your logo can tweak, right? Or you could change colors or you can maybe do it horizontal versus vertical like the first time whatever the case may be you can make changes but as long as you stay somewhat consistent mm-hmm. and and here's another thing that like i always see and i you know i, I kind of start to feel bad now it's like you don't need to put everything in your brand or your logo yeah like what what is a google right we didn't know what a google was before right yeah. so it's one of the most recognizable brands right what's a swoosh you know, like, it, it, I guess what I'm saying is, like, you don't need to inundate your brand with your brand message. In, yeah. Be- so having a logo with a lot of words on it or having a big slogan on the logo, that may be take away from the logo. It drowns it out. Yeah. It completely. And by the out. way, we're talking more in this case about brand as a logo or an image. Yeah. Later, we'll get into brand as a as an action. Mm-hmm. But staying on brand with the image with the logo right it's like you know you see the vader helmet and you know you see the star wars helmet and you know star wars right yeah yeah. because some of these things are very iconic right um and that that's going to be a a big thing in recognition but let's talk about brand as when people say let's get on that's not on brand like that action is not an action that my business kind of does or that, that isn't our brand right like for example if you are a advertising to let's say uh in your in your industry to first-time home buyers mm-hmm. and then someone say hey do you do commercial that's not really on brand for me right that's not really that's not really part of my objectives right i do residential commercial is a different kind of thing right how do you avoid kind of how do you do that how do you avoid well, well i would i would say you know stay stay on point your response is like i don't do commercial. If you do do commercial, 
make it so that that's like almost a separate piece of your business, right? Yeah. Um, I think it's really important for um, uh, most companies, and, and not necessarily small, but if you're talking about larger orgs, right? It's like, what are the pillars of your business? Yeah. Right? I, I, you know, a lot of people don't create those pillars of like, what do you stand for? Like, what is your objective in business? Mm-hmm. Right? Um, I, was, I was watching a, an interesting uh, podcast, not podcast, uh, uh, show the other night, and they were the Phoenix Suns, the new owners of the Phoenix Suns, mm-hmm. right? They just spent like $6 billion to buy the franchise, right? And younger guys, and and, and this has always been a dream of theirs. Yeah. They have specific pillars, right? And these pillars were, we want to um, produce a championship team, right? We want to um, uh, be the the stalwart within our community, right? And we want to give back, right? Those are the three objectives for the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, I may have gotten them wrong. Like, yeah. I think they may have tweaked them a little bit. And whatever the case may be, but, like, that resonated with me because I was like, damn, I know exactly how these people are going to act. So if someone jumps off brand, so if they do something really crazy. If a player goes off and talks bad about the community or whatever the case is, they're saying, hey, that isn't on message. It's not on message and not on brand, right? And so if you're the owner of that business, like they are with the Phoenix Suns now, right? And someone does go off off brand, right? You need to be able to say, hey, these are our pillars. Mm -hmm. Pull them back. um, Put them into the right trajectory so that they understand what those things are. And that keeps your organization focused. Yeah. You know, and we talked about focusing your marketing in the last episode and focusing your attention. If you look at, for example, companies that have been able to to have really focused differentiations, right? If you look at, for example, Nike, mm-hmm. Nike has a sports line. Nike has a, a men's line, a women's line, right? They have mm-hmm. a golf line. So they have, all, they have different kind of lines and they're able to focus that department on that product. Mm hmm. I think of that like, let's say it's an automotive repair shop. Well, we focus on transmissions and engine. Mm -hmm. Whereas another shop may focus just on oil changes. And another shop's just tires. Yeah. So those shops, hey, you know, if you drive in, maybe they'll do an oil change, whatever, but but their focus is just that one thing. Mm -hmm. I think at first when you're new, you should do that. You should focus on the one thing you're good at and then branch off. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And you kind of think of, I always think of like, you know, medical professionals, right? When you get to a certain level, there's a general practitioner. There's, you know, there's someone that's, a, mm-hmm. you know, that's, you know, works with your ears and auditory. Like you have to have that specialty um, as a business owner. And what, what, um, what happens a lot of the times is people go, oh man, I don't, I don't know if there's enough business, Right. Well, how do you know? You haven't yeah. uncovered it. Somebody, you haven't, like I'm saying here, yeah. you haven't targeted your audience. No, you haven't targeted your audience. Right. You don't You don't know what their needs are. You haven't immersed yourself in it, right? Like, again, like you brought up in the in the last podcast, right? You, I didn't know personal chefs had a need, right? You know, hireachef.com is 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 one of uh, one of the brands that we work with. They have another brand that's U.S. Personal Chef Association. But, like, these chefs, these thousand chefs that are working across the country to provide services in your home, like, mm-hmm. I never knew that existed. I Me mean, either. Yeah. I, I learned it from you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, if you, don't, if you don't focus your marketing, that's a good mm-hmm. way for us to segue here. Yeah. You're not going to get the results in those leads. No. And you're not going to get the your audience, the consumer base, the clientele 
they're not going to know what you what you really do. Yeah. So let's talk about focusing your marketing, right? Part of focusing your marketing, like we mentioned before, mm-hmm. establishing your pillars, establishing what your business does, you know. Um, but what's the first step an owner would take in building in in getting the message out there? Pushing the message out, mm-hmm. get pushing the message out. Yeah. So we're saying that we already have. You've already built the content. Elements. You've already yeah. Okay, How do I get my message out there? I'll tell you what. Like one of the most cost-effective ways of doing things, and a lot of people don't. Some do it, but they don't just do it right or consistently. Mm-hmm. Is like is like email marketing, right? Like so, if you can build a list of some people, and again, if you're in a niche business, that shouldn't be hard to do. Yeah. Right, all our data is out there. Right, there's there's ways to, to go and, and and get that data and be able to communicate with people. Right, that'll only catapult your next steps, which would be like social mm-hmm. things like that. Um, uh, as uh, text SMS marketing, right, being able to opt people in. Right, we're constantly we constantly have these. Yeah. Right. I, I, I messages that don't get across multiple times mm-hmm. via email get answered in seconds on text. Yeah. Right. So getting your message out there in so those... having a robust email campaign and targeting campaign. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I think I I also think like being able to manage that data. 100%. Right. I ask quite I ask questions all the time of like hey so let me like where's your CRM like what are your core clients like all this other stuff and I I just get stone faced sometimes. What right? do you mean? Yeah. You know like um I, I have this spreadsheet that I you know that f- my form fills out. Yeah. Okay, what are you doing with that data? Well, nothing really. I occasionally send a newsletter. Mm-hmm. Those things are just, I mean, we have to. Automating, you know, and we talk about them last, in, in my, one of our, a bunch of previous podcasts, automation. Automation. Using either virtual assistance or automation. So you're saying an easy way to get the message out there is going to be the first step, you know, email, text campaigns mm-hmm. that will get your message out there. Um, now, let's talk about marketing and messaging on socials mm-hmm. i see two problems with social media one is that you may think oh i'm getting a lot of views a lot of stuff but that's my organic friends and family mm-hmm. how do i get the views and the message out there to other people outside of my immediate social sphere so let's talk about messaging now but on social media what are your thoughts on that so it brings you it, you have to go back, right? You have to be able to identify exactly where your people are hanging out. The people that are going to buy X amount $1000 homes, right? Maybe 50 to 60, right? If we're talking about, right? Those people are at certain places. They're not on TikTok, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like so being able and it's really easy to to identify like where your audience is. But once you identify who your persona is, if you find out they're 50 to 65-year-olds that have a net income or wealth of this, they're hanging out in certain places. They're on LinkedIn. They're on Facebook, mm-hmm. right? They may be yeah. open to email. Like, you know, even though, like, email is not a social, it's still, like, a communication channel. But, like, so you have to identify where they're at and then go after them as hard as, as possible. Now, to get your message outside of that sphere you have to dive into that sphere and understand who becomes your customers from that. You can't find out who your 
outside customers are if you don't have any inside customers. Yeah. Right. So it's important for you to really kind of hone in and be able to see, all right, great. This is my 50 to 65 year olds. I have 12 of them right mm -hmm. now. I want to go out a little further. Right. And I want to drop it down and I want to go 40 to 50s. This is where they're hanging out. So my messaging has to be different there. Because yeah. they're not going to be able to identify with the message that you posted on LinkedIn and Facebook and, and, and on Instagram or Snapchat or anything like that. You know what I mean? It's like a different. Yeah. Because, because you're, it's, like, it's like you're fishing um, in the forest. Yeah. <laughs> and you're in the middle of the forest fishing and it's like Great there's enough. no water here. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or maybe you're fishing with the wrong bait. Yeah. Right, the the sharks don't eat that. Right, I don't know. I don't, I'm not a fisherman. My dad will probably yell at me, but <laughs> sharks don't eat the worms. They yeah. eat. You got to put a uh, cut a fish in half and put that in the water, right? Whatever it is, right? Right. Chum, right? Yeah, chum. But you know, when it comes to this, that's a really good point because I'm thinking, let me just saturate. Let me put the same 20 minute video on Instagram, Facebook, and my web page, and let's see what happens. Yeah, and, and I don't target that. Let's but, say. Well, so you here's know? the thing. You're not. It's it's. It's not a bad thing to, yeah. to put it out there, but your message won't get across the same way. Yeah. Right? So if you are going to take a 20-minute message or – which I think is probably kind of long, right, for – to get – but if you're going to Unless you're hearing this podcast. Yeah, unless you're Don't stop hearing but, the podcast. But again, <laughs> again, the message to get people to the podcast is not 20 minutes, right? That's right. You know, like it's going to be a shorter kind of clip. Got it. Right. So, you know, uh, it's really you can put it on other ver other channels and you may get a bite. You may get a random 48 year old. Right. Yeah. That's that's not in that time. that mm -hmm. might bite on that. Right. But ultimately, if you're if you're really you have to have some kind of different message. And unfortunately, with so many social networks out right now. Right. And growing and growing and growing. Right. Like like they're starting to kind of sparse themselves and kind of. Mm -hmm. It's diluting where you may have some people that are on Facebook that are also on Snapchat, right? That, you know, so they do a good job of bringing you over. But ultimately, your message has to be different based off of your audience and persona. Yeah, 100%. So let's talk about that. That gives us a really good segue here into targeting your audience. Mm -hmm. How do you know? Right? How do you know who's buying your product? What demographic is that? Also, obviously, it depends on the industry, depends it's very industry specific so i think you have to know your industry very well mm -hmm. but let's just take for example home buying right mm -hmm. when it comes to home buying how do you know who that target who your target audience even is right well i used to well, let me let me adjust myself here so it, that was that was always a question that came up when you know as i was director of marketing for this large real estate firm right like i would always meet i would always meet with the team leaders Right. And always meet with um, the agents that were under them on their team. And I'd go out and pitch them. And I was actually talking digital guidance with them, you know, and that and that question would come up. Like, how do you identify and target? And then that gets always back to the data that you're pulling in. Right. Uh, you know, from being there. Yeah. Right. Like there was stuff that agents would just let fall through the cracks. Yeah, and that could have been their next million. And that's if any, if any, if any massive, you know, lead generation piece, you're going to have some some failures, right? Yeah. But so what you're saying is, observe the data coming in, observe what's coming into your business organically, mm -hmm. and that's going to help build an idea of your target market audience. Mm -hmm. And in my case, I've been able to see a lot of, with by interviewing buyers, 
not every buyer buys, but almost every buyer, I talk to them and get a little sense of who they are. Mm -hmm. And we're seeing a lot of a certain kind of buyer. Mm -hmm. When I can see who that certain kind of buyer is, what's the next step? Mm -hmm. What's the next step after that? Once I say, okay, my target demographic is 25 through 40-year-olds who are buying their first home. What's next after that? Where, where are they hanging out, right? Mm -hmm. Like ultimately in this day and age, right, where there's – there, there is some networking groups and things like that that those people, are, but a lot of them are, are online. You just have to identify. One thing I talk to a lot of clients about, I'm like, you know, hey, like go on a LinkedIn, right? You can, you can have up to 50 groups that you're part of. You go into a search like networking Orlando, mm -hmm. you can, you'll literally start, there's like 30,000 people on there. You could go and find a group that's, New home buyers, right? Or you could find a group that's that would resonate with twenty-five to thirty-five year olds, right? You know, new to a town, college, mm -hmm. just got out of college, you know, whatever the case may be. Those are where those people are. That's like shooting fish in apparel. You know, we're talking mm -hmm. about fishing in yeah, you know, fishing in the forest. Yeah, you know, shooting fish in a barrel is is a lot easier if yeah. you know that they're there. Exactly. So you just have to you have to just dig a little bit. Like I always tell them, like think, dig a little bit. Where are these people? Like where like call up call up someone you know that's 25 and go where do you hang out? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, you know, call your family members, you know, try yeah. to try to get them to like where are you? What are the places you're going, right? You know. 100%. And so, and then you can once you have your target audience figured out, mm -hmm. talk to me about targeting them with ads. Mm -hmm. What is that does the message change? Do you, do you modify the ads? Do you, how does that work? Oh yeah. I mean, if you're, if, yeah, if you're going after, again, if you're going after different audiences have to, you know, what are the, what are the problems in the solutions? This is getting back to like the first yeah. The question. Yeah. Problem solution. What's a problem of a 25 year old. Yeah. Right. And then how can you solve it? Yeah. One example that to me, I've been researching and looking into, into solar, mm -hmm. right? Solar is a big thing in Florida, yeah. big thing everywhere right now. But what are those problems that a possible solar client that wants to buy panels, what are they experiencing? High bills, that's one way to target. Hey, did you hear about the new legislation that just came out? Another way to target. Mm -hmm. Are you tired of paying energy? Do you want to be self-sufficient? You know, what if there's an emergency? Are you protecting your family? You know, so there's so many ways to target that kind of customer, that kind of possible lead. And yeah. and that's true in any industry. Yeah. Going back to chefs, are you are you tired of cooking after work, right? Um, do you have a big party? You don't really know uh, how you're going to cater it, right? Are you a busy professional, or do you have three kids and you can't cook? Yeah. Right. Whatever the case may be, there's a lot of. Do you want to have a hot date night? You know, where you hot, have a hot date night, or you having a birthday party, or you having an anniversary, yeah. things like that. And and you know, caterers won't touch those, right? Like, so a personal chef isn't a caterer, yeah. right? You know, they stop at a certain level. These are people that are coming in there. Um, two days, three days, two days a week, setting up all your meals for the week. Um, here's another thing. If you have a particular specialty diet, yeah, like, you know, you're, you know, you're vegan or whatever yeah. the case, it's really hard to prepare that stuff. That's right. So things like that. So now, as, as that chef, I have to know these things and target my audience and build the ads, mm -hmm. build my campaign. How about this? Creating blog content, mm -hmm. creating web content. That matches my target audience's pain. Yeah. If I can amplify that pain, expose that pain, expose their motivations, 
I can then target them and sell them. Yeah. And, and I, I was, I was going to say that you, um, every new business owner, um, should be giving away content, meaning like have an ebook. I'm not, if you can't create it again, it gets back to the suck factor. If you, yeah, can't, if you create can't create an ebook, call us, right? Call us, yeah. right? Or, you know, uh, find some, do a podcast, call us, call, whatever, Blogs. It, whatever it is. Right. Like, so ultimately you should be giving stuff away. Right. We had uh, back when we had our agency, we had um, we were a HubSpot shop. Right. So we were literally it was inbound marketing. Right. So essentially you're putting out something in there to get the lead to come back based off of what they download. Mm -hmm. Right. Like so you would give away ebooks. Right. Like HubSpot would provide you all these ebooks. Right. These great like talking about these businesses. And we had one piece of content that we just continued to blog about that literally was in the franchise space and probably netted us about almost a million dollars in revenue mm -hmm. off this one piece, one ebook that we put out that was a template from HubSpot that talked about the franchise space, right? You know, of course, we tweaked it and made it our own and branded it up and all that other stuff. But to think that that one thing that we put out there, that one fishing line, yeah. brought that in. And there are so many industries you can knock that out in. Your first time home buyer's guide to real estate, boom. Your full veteran PDF guide to veteran benefits, boom. Mm -hmm. Your uh, buying a new car, basics, yeah. boom. You know, hiring a chef for dummies, <laughs> whatever. Whatever that brand looks like, how easy is to create free content that has value? Mm -hmm. I'm actually meeting with a company tomorrow, and they got me, dude. You know. Great sales company, great scripting. I want to learn more about how to improve my game. I saw their 30-second video on Instagram, free PDF, all my top objections. I clicked the button. I got a free PDF of all of his top objections. Scary, right? And honestly, dude, they weren't even garbage. They were really good. Yeah. That that enough for free, I kept it. I'm so happy. And I'm going to meet with them at four tomorrow. Maybe I buy their product. Yeah. Maybe I buy their next webinar. I go to the next class. And it all started with him giving me his top 50 objections for free. It's crazy. And how many customers would you get if you gave free content? How many sales organizations have been giving away their top 50 objections? Probably for a long time. It got you because it, it, you were looking for it, mm -hmm. right, obviously. And it honed in on exactly some of the things that you were having issues in. Now, did they know who you were? Yeah. Yeah. They knew who you were. And they were targeting you. And we're going to talk about that when it comes okay. to lead generation. We're going to talk about how to target people on social media, Instagram, Facebook. If you want to hear more about that, guys, let's go to part three. Part three. Part three. So we'll stop okay. it here for part two. Follow us on part three, and we'll talk about how to target your audience and what does success look like in marketing. All right. We'll see Can you I soon. Can I do it?